Before we start, this episode of Gayish features discussion and even jokes about the use of date rape drugs and subsequent potential sexual assault. If that is something you'd prefer not to hear, or if there's any possibility that will be a trigger for you in any way, we suggest you please skip this episode. And now, enjoy Gayish. When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's Gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's Gayish. Oh, Gayish, you're probably Gayish. Life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast so invasive, it should be called the Gay of Pigs. <laughs> You're gonna go with invasive species, like we're where you know the the murder wasps or murder hornets or something uh, <laughs> the murder hornets of the podcast network <laughs> i'm mike johnson i'm kyle gets we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today Whew, we're going to talk about cheating we're going to talk about cheating it's going to be it's going to be great it's going to be great it's gonna, <laughs> it's going to be great it's going to be so good it's going to be great that's yep. what i'm saying yeah and agreeing yep. uh but first but first you can cut this you might hate it oh i am not feeling super awesome today and i i hope that the show doesn't suffer like i'm i don't i don't feel i don't feel i don't feel like i'm on all thrusters as dr mccoy would say um who's dr mccoy yeah okay great um <laughs> star trek it's a star trek thing Kyle. oh great okay i if i, I wasn't proud already of you for feeling, not knowing <laughs> i wasn't already, i would it's like isn't mccoy some kind of football guy that went to ut Anyway, I'm glad that wasn't the reference. Yeah, no, same seas. We're both in a little off mood. Yeah. So, um, but 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 we're here to do our quality <laughs> quality best, the best quality we can muster. We're going <laughs> to squeeze this rock and see if any blood comes out. Um, isn't, isn't that what you're supposed to do at the beginning of a podcast? Set their expectations so low that literally anything you say will be seen as an achievement. Yes. Yes. Which really. How high can their expectations be if they've been listening for a while? Is this what we've been doing this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of low Uh, expectations, let's talk about the news. Here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, news the first. I I don't want to start with this, but I'm going to start with this. Uh, Have you been following all this shit going down in LA? I don't know. Okay, great. So there are presently uh we're recording this on on monday night july the 19th riots in la and there are both anti-trans protesters and trans rights protesters like duking it out on the streets of la all because of this little place called the we spa or the y spa it's wi i have watched multiple newscasts of local la news and the casters on those do not say it the same. So I don't know which one is actually right. I'm going to guess we because it's Asian. It's in Koreatown in LA. And um, they have a posted public and it's actually the fucking law in California that trans people use the facilities of their gender. And th- then there's this woman who posted this video where she's at the front desk and she's yelling at this poor kid at the front desk thank god he's behind plexiglass i'm assuming for (laughs) reasons because they just anyway yelling at him that there's a man in the woman's spa and there are children there and they saw his penis and 
he is horrible and I'm offended. And he rather calmly explains to her, no, she is trans and and that's the policy. The the right wing uh, went absolutely fucking crazy with it. It got posted to multiple sites. You could probably name a lot of them, <laughs> um, but uh, began calling for a boycott of the spa created all of these just baseless claims about pedophilia. Uh, the, the people that are showing up to these protests are carrying signs that read protect female spaces and it's worse in women's shelters. But like, this is apparently the hill that they want to die on is, mm-hmm. is trans trans women's penises in spas. Mm-hmm. And they've been chanting things like save our children. It's just, it's just, it's just, yeah. So a bunch of pro-trans rights activists showed up. There was a clash. LAPD declared it an unlawful assembly and then made several dozen arrests for failure to disperse, which that's something that we've heard here in Seattle yeah. over yeah. Black Lives Matter protests. Um, LAPD then chose to fire rubber bullets at trans rights demonstrators from a close distance. That's in violation of a recent judge's ruling that restricts the department's use of certain less lethal projectile launchers against protesters. There's lots and lots and lots of social media, you know, tweets and, and twats and instas and stories and whatever the fuck all the shit is that kids do. Cause I'm old. You're uh, so in the know. Yeah, I really am. I really am. I'll TikTok about you later. It sure looks like the police are are more interested in the First Amendment rights of the bigots than they are in the safety of the <laughs> trans rights <laughs> activists. Yeah. Anyway, this has been going on for a while. It just got really bad this weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tucker Carlson got involved, and then and then shit really oh sure you know went went, went ballistic. Quote, uh, th- this is a statement that that WeSpot had given to LA Magazine in late June. Quote, like many other metropolitan areas, Los Angeles contains a transgender population, some of whom enjoy visiting a spa. WeSpot strives to meet the needs of all its customers. And um, I don't know. I, one thing, that, one thought that I had, and I hope it isn't problematic, is, is, is there's this woman on a on a thread on i think it was twitter talking about why does my nine-year-old daughter have to see penises and my 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 thought was why is she in an adult space seeing adult genitals at all of any gender (laughs) why is your nine-year-old in like a sea of fajayjay why is that okay (laughs) yeah i don't know what to do kyle it really stresses me out yeah what do we do? How do we fix it? We just fucking kill people, I think. And 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 we'll start with Tucker Carlson. Anytime he shows up in a story, shit sucks. News the second. So uh, in 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 big professional sports news, Luke Prokop made history today, Monday, becoming the first player under contract to a National Hockey League team to come out as gay. He is a potential, he's under contract, so I guess that means he might not actually be on the team. This part is very confusing. Don't at me. Um, but uh, but he has signed with the Nashville Predators and came out in a social media post. Quote, hi, everyone. Well, the past year and a half has been crazy. It has also given me the chance to find my true self. I am no longer scared to hide who I am. Today, I am proud to publicly tell everyone that I am gay. 
It has been quite the journey to get to this point in my life, but I could not be happier with my decision to come out. From a young age, I have dreamed of being an NHL player, and I believe that living my authentic life will allow me to bring my whole self to the rink and improve my chances of fulfilling my dreams. He goes on, and it's very inspirational. Um, (laughs) It's longer and more inspirational, but you get it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, he was selected by the Predators in the third round of the 2020 NHL draft. He's played the past four seasons with Calgary in the Western Hockey League. Uh, he scored six points in 15 games in the 2021-2021 season. He's 19 years old from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And uh, yeah, yes, I, I, just a, a gay man that was recruited to play with the Predators and has since scored. Like this is, <laughs> this is not sounding great. I I want to support all of this, but it's not adding up to. Is this a real? Is this the Onion? Are you looking at a real news site? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just checking. And of course, the Predators. There's a whole team of them, Kyle. <laughs> I oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> the predators. I've dated, I've dated them all. <laughs> the Predators said, "Quote." The Nashville Predators organization is proud of Luke for the courage he is displaying in coming out today, and we will support him unequivocally in the days, weeks, and years to come as he continues to develop as a prospect. President and CEO Sean Henry said, A long-stated goal in our organization is equality for all, including the LGBTQ community, and it is important that Luke feels comfortable and part of an inclusive environment as he moves forward in his career. That sounds like we're going to cut him, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like we have to be extremely optimistic about like they probably i don't know we have no i don't maybe he's gonna suck who knows how he's gonna do but we have to pretend to be very optimistic about this yep yep absolutely nhl it seems like more and more is like getting gay up in there getting gay up in there in that business yep yep starting with the predators starting with the predators okay next yeah news the next slash last is uh mj rodriguez who is one of the one of one of the uh lead actresses in the drama series pose has received an emmy nomination and making her the first trans woman in history to be recognized in a lead acting category i have not seen pose take it away kyle (laughs) and here we go pose uh you know it's um that's the one that like billy porter like has been uh been all on about and wearing dresses about um and uh it's i've i watched all the seasons like after they come out on whatever streaming thing so i've not seen the most recent season for which she is nominated uh first season pose i cried after every single episode so like it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's incredible um, but, and well, yeah, ap- apparently they earned 11 Emmys in their first two seasons, but not a single member of the series is uh, trans female cast had ever been recognized before this year. Uh, this year for its final season pose is, uh, got nine nominations in, uh, in addition to MJ Rodriguez, the show snagged nods for outstanding drama series and outstanding lead actor in a drama series for Billy Porter. Gotta love him. Okay. <laughs> and I think there was a, uh, also history making, but less noted, like a trans writer that, um, was nominated for an Emmy on, uh, on pose. Oh, it seems like it could be true. Right. Yeah. I, bu- I bought it. Okay. I, uh, I think so. I think here, so. Here's a, Hey Kyle. Hey Mike. Here's a secret. What's... Just confidently say things. They won't know that nobody's going to check up on it's it. It's 10 inches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you got my yes. attention. <laughs> um, 
let's see. Uh, MJ Rodriguez, as far as what's next after Pose, apparently uh, she is supposed to be starring opposite Maya Rudolph in a forthcoming still untitled comedy series for Apple TV. Mm. Uh, I love Maya Rudolph. I'd watch the I watch the shit out of that just on that alone. Yeah. So Glad has released an open letter to Emmy voters trying them to get them to vote for her uh quote this television season emmy voters have the opportunity to make history an opportunity to celebrate an entire underrepresented community that hasn't been valued for their artistic vision creativity or contributions from the beautifully crafted storylines to the remarkable cast performances pose broke new ground for transgender inclusion both in front of and behind the camera leaving behind a legacy that will change the future of trans representation on television in its final season tv academy voters must acknowledge the importance of telling and recognizing diverse storytelling which includes the performances of trans people of color who have been overlooked for far too long. Um, I guess that's also a developing story. When they win, we can do another story about all of the Emmys they won. Is that another part of this? If you confidently say you're going to follow up on it, people will just believe it and we might never actually have to. Remember that time we said we were going to have Dykes on Bikes on the show and then totally didn't and nobody said anything. Do people even listen to this show, Kyle? I Maybe this one... (laughs) I might hope for like you're falling asleep while this one is on. So you technically like it was going. I remember they had an episode come out and then it just feels like a dream and then we can all move on. No, this is wonderful. Speaking of wonderful dreams. Yeah, uh, that's the news. Great. And the following people are dreams. Um, uh, Does that mean good? Does that mean I made them up? You'd be the judge. Um, Nightmares are dreams, Kyle. (laughs) Although, although wet dreams are dreams. You know, (laughs) here's a list of people giving us their money shot in their sleep. (laughs) Each one of these is a dream, nightmare, or wet dream. (laughs) And Mike, you'll try to guess which is which. No. Okay. Thank you to Patreon members who support this stuff that we're doing. Uh, Wayne Lynn. Nocturnal Emission. (laughs) Kevin Rosile, probably. Rosile? Rosile? Yeah, Nightmare. Um, Kevin <laughs> Rosile. <gasps> it is a nightmare. I pasted him twice. <laughs> or did he consume more paper because he's a nightmare? Um, Colleen Sear. Sire? Yeah, sounds like a dream. Um, and Harry B. Well, I mean, do I even need to say that one? <laughs> Thank you to everyone who gave us money. And sorry for the person whose name I clearly pasted over it. And I'll get you on the next round if you want to support us. And why wouldn't you after this? <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Yeah, great. Great. You want to talk about cheating? I guess. Um, yeah, so what did you want to talk about? Well, I told you. So I think that this actually is going to be a, a pretty personal episode, and that's Ooh. okay. But I, I feel like I have less of a like the history of cheating i don't really have that but i do want to i do want to talk about like what Your impression is... of mike is very good yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> i loved it um yes no go ahead uh, I, I i i do want to talk about just the general thing of what is cheating and mm-hmm. uh, what is infidelity because i i think uh, i'm in a conundrum for myself about it and and why and just want to sort of own that well so there's there's part of me that like thinks okay cheating is not something that you necessarily have to have all of the rules set out and in black and white 
to cross a boundary and be a cheater that there are a certain number of like default setting rules that unless you unless you otherwise have hammered it out with your partner if you cross those lines it's cheating then there's part of me that goes through this exercise of saying well okay if i think that polyamory is cool and open relationships are cool and i do and that is like a a a valid uh sexual expression then what does that mean when it comes to like what people owe each other like why is monogamy the default and why is not not banging other people um sort of uh, presumed unless you say it were monogamous and lock it down um i i I just the the whole thing seems vague and uncertain enough and there we have so many like bullshit socially constructed defaults a lot of which came from fucking rom-coms that um i I, part of me wants to think like if it hasn't been explicitly stated this is a rule and is cheating then it's not it's not until it's been said out loud and agreed to by the two people involved i think i i know what you mean that like if you just go in saying like okay it's been three months so clearly we're both like in agreement that this is monogamous, like that's like, no, like if you haven't had that conversation three months in, then you can't assume that. But it's like, there are things you would know would be lines, even if you haven't explicitly said it. Like, I don't know. There's just, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm trying to like, think of the best example. Like if I just walked up to someone and punched him in the face, it'd be like, Okay, technically you didn't tell That's me not I cheating. couldn't. Like, <laughs> that is not cheating. Well, it depends. What if I get off on that? And well, I do. Um, <laughs> no, that's bad because there's like laws that guide what we're supposed to do. Like, I, I just. I mean, you, 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 what you just said was assault, right? That's not. That's not sexy assault. Well, okay, okay. Well, it's sexy or non-sexy assault, it's assault nonetheless. You're right. And, we do need an emotional constitution that we set up for these United States, where we establish the baselines that everyone should assume, <laughs> and then if you want to deviate from that, you have to apply for a permit. Um, I think there's. Uh, you know what you're doing is wrong and you can pretend like, Oh, we haven't defined it and you do it anyway. It's like one of those things where like, if you're hiding it and if you're not going to be forthright about it intentionally and you're, you know, all squeamish about it, like, you know, you did something wrong and and you're, you're not hiding it to, for your own betterment. Like, so this is interesting. I I found, I found an article on fatherly.com, which is a totally a website I knew existed before just Googling for this. And, uh, a bunch of people weigh in on what is cheating. And uh, Jordan Madison, who is an LGMFT, don't know what that stands for, but it sounds sexy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, she says, Jordan Jordan is a non-gendered name. Yeah. Huh. Okay. They think uh, a great rule of thumb for if it is cheating, quote, is it a secret? <laughs> Would you share what you were doing with your partner or are you keeping it from them? If you are keeping it from them, then odds are you know that they would not find what you are doing is acceptable, and therefore you shouldn't be dong it. And doing is the word, but this is a high quality website. <laughs> you shouldn't be dong it, Kyle. <laughs> but that's good advice. None of us should really be dong it if we feel like it's a secret. But, Let your dong out. <laughs> but, 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 the, so. The, from that perspective, are you hiding what you're doing? Then it's cheating. Is, yeah. Is... I, yeah. I, I think um, 
there there are times where you intentionally don't like uh, with guys I'm dating, they know that I am dating other guys. I have, and I don't, tr- I try not to like bring it up all the time on other dates. Like, Oh yeah, tomorrow I'm going on this date or like, man, I got real, real nice the other day. Like I, I, mm-hmm. it's, and that's not out of hiding, but we have like broached the subject and I've said, Oh, I don't want to talk more about like other people I'm dating. Like that's just the most I'll tell you. Like, I don't Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like sometimes keeping things is intentional, specific, uh, and not out of trying to like hide it, but out of kind of compassion or doing what you think is best. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a I have a whole I have a whole series of did I just say I have a whole like three times because I do <laughs> um, a bunch of different questions that I kind of want to like oh okay suss out. But uh, this same article starts out with for as long as there have been relationships, there has been infidelity. And for as long as there have been infidelity, romantic partners have squabbled over what exactly counts as cheating. Is watching porn cheating? I say no, but lots of straight girls no. do, Kyle. No, the answer is no. But what about flirting with a coworker, even though you know nothing's going to come from it? If when you're hot it- and flirting, then you're in the wrong. If you're medium to ugly and flirting, it's okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't know you were asking easy questions on this episode, Mike. When does a close friendship cross the boundary into being considered emotional infidelity? How much of cheating is in the eye of the beholder? And if you happen to be in an open relationship, what does cheating look like? Sex. Looks like anal penetration. Well, no, no, no. no. If you're in an open relationship. Accidental anal penetration. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I sort of feel like we're in this, it gets the porn rule. I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it or something. So included in this article were a bunch of other people's thoughts about what counts as cheating. And uh, one of them was a psychologist. And they said, uh, generally, infidelity is considered to be an act involving a third party that violates the standards or boundaries of a relationship between romantic partners. And uh they think it's anything that's a unilateral decision by one romantic partner to become involved with a third party that is motivated by a perceived or real limitation in the romantic partnership. So that goes into this whole thing about Ooh. like uh, it, 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 a necessary component of cheating is getting from somewhere else what you're not getting at home without asking for it or negotiating it. And um Or it also sounded like there was some kind of, maybe not necessarily sex, but there's something missing from the relationship. And that's the rationale for the cheating, which I don't know that I agree that that has to be part of it. I think it can be like personal, you know, issues, not by anything lacking in the relationship, but something lacking within yourself that could make you seek like other validation or not trust what you're in or. Yeah. 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 But I do like some of those like ideas of like, it's, a unilateral decision that has no foundation, any like nothing you can point back to explain why you think that would be okay. Which is why like those fights up front are like very helpful and should be viewed less as fights and more like exploring where the like where the lines are. Like, but it sounds like you're what you're what you're sort of talking about though is the opposite of where I thought you were. That, that's like like you know where the boundaries are when you find them, which means you don't know where they are until you find them. I think the, like if you go on a first date and start establishing rules, you're going to be either some rule based individual is going to be immediately fall in love with you. And that'll be all they needed. 
but most people I feel like would be like, yo, I don't even know if I like you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like it, there's, you have to go on several dates in order to see if you even care about this person to start investing the setting up rules. And so there, there at least be some point of in your relationship where things have not been explicitly defined. And even if, and when you do start to define them, it's impossible to define every scenario. Yeah, all of this uh, stuff that I've been reading today about cheating, uh, not all of it, but most of it, the vast majority of it is, is centered on straight people. And Gross. well, you know, <laughs> there's a lot more of them, Kyle. We can't help that. I guess. <laughs> no. Well, we could, but the options are, are very drastic. Um, there was this relationship advisor in the same article that says that most people assume infidelity is physical, but the truth is that all infidelity starts with emotion. Ooh, uh, if we're unhappy know. in our relationship, it's natural to be attracted to others who make us feel good. Hmm. And I don't I think just, I believe that. I don't think I believe. I think it can be triggered on emotion, but also sometimes sex feels good and that's why I want it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then one of the people that they asked was a polyamorist, which I didn't know was a word. It just adding an ist on the end of something just makes it sound sinister or something. Oh, I thought it sounded like they got their degree in it or something. <laughs> they got their masters. <laughs> Once you, date, you like add your hundredth relationship to the to the polycule, you get your polyastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, what counts as cheating according to a polyamorist? They said, what is this person's name? Zinnia says, I define, I define fidelity as remaining faithful to the existing terms of the relationship. This seems to be in my like whole, you gotta, you gotta lay it out there or it's not real until you do. Uh, and in and back to this quote, uh, an infidelity is a cardinal sin or any violation of the relationship. Every relationship has or should have its own terms. For example, I'm not financially dependent on any of my partners, so I don't have terms that expect them to make career or financial choices with my input. If my partner quit his job or bought an expensive car, I wouldn't see that as impacting our relationship. But if we had joint finances, we were raising kids together or had different terms of the relationship, I would consider it an infidelity if my partner took on debt, made a huge purchase, or changed his financial situation without consulting me. Um, and I do I do like that. that that's sort of putting a finer point on this thing that I was having a problem defining, right? That it, it isn't necessarily, it depends on the relationship and it depends on the people involved in it. And also I'd like that they, they put it in the same boundary boundary. It's like almost like lying, like a more general form lying could be like cheating. could be a subcategory of just this bigger lying. If you make any big decisions without me, not just about sex, like if about financial, like those you're cheating on me, like, or you're lying to me about something or you're taking advantage of me or whatever you're doing. I, I like, we, we put such a taboo on like you, there's so many things that people find socially acceptable, but all of a sudden cheating is like the one thing that uh, causes a breakup. And I don't think that, I don't think we, we weigh things properly. Yeah. I will also end with this that I didn't realize until I started really looking into this today. Uh, this is Joseph Holscher, who is a managing attorney at Holscher, Holscher Gebbia Sepita PLLC. is a lawyer. What counts as cheating? <laughs> sounds like a horseradish producer. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, in so there there are fault divorce states and no fault divorce states. Washington State is a no fault divorce state. There's only like 
you have to check one of these two boxes. Hey, Kyle, I've gotten divorced divorced a couple of times. I know some shit. This is your this is your time to shine. The only thing I think it was the only option is to say, I believe that the marriage is irreconcilably broken, and that's it. No, you don't like all it takes is for one of you to say this. I'm done, and and it's over. But there are lots of states and, and jurisdictions around the world that take a very different view of of divorce and have to have like legal definitions of things like cheating for determining who gets money and how much and under what circumstances. And does that weigh into what happens to the kids? And um, so it's really interesting. So he says, quote, two things count any alienation of affection without the partner's consent and spending money without the partner's consent. So if you're spending emotional time with someone, particularly at the expense of quality time with your partner and your partner is upset about it, then you're probably cheating. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe we need a like a disclaimer at the top of the episode <laughs> like <laughs> wait why you i mean just because what we think is cheating might not actually be what cheating is where you live and you <laughs> might, uh, check your local <laughs> your local check, listings <laughs> yeah check your local chamber of commerce for details on what cheating is this is the the best fights always end up in a library looking for legal definitions to prove a point yep uh so he says um the law has some strong opinions when it comes to money this is because money is easy to quantify unlike the precise amount of pissed off your ex-friend might be it's also because because when partners get mad at each other, they inevitably make the argument about money and the kids too. Sometimes once you're spending community money without your partner's approval, you've cheated. You've taken something that belongs to both of you and used it for your own ends. If you've spent it on someone besides yourself, that's even worse because it's not just selfish. It looks like you value that person more than your partner. What both these things have in common is betrayal. Someone feels betrayed that their trust has been broken. Women know what I mean. Fuck you, Joseph. Sometimes I have to explain it to the guys. Has your wife ever taken some food or beer you were saving and given it to her friend you don't really like? Has she ever thrown out your old letter jacket? How far you can go varies with every relationship, but once it gets to court, only the lawyers really win. I hate this guy. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) That's right, Marsha. I did put my dick in your friend, but also you gave my beer to that guy down the street. (laughs) I was very upset with you. Um, I'm going to just take the things I like from all the things I've gathered from what you've said, but I, sure. uh, what I like about it is comparing it to other, other things like using money or taking like uh, taking things without other people's knowledge, just for your own exclusive gain when something different was kind of the agreed upon terms. Mm-hmm. And that can include sex or that can include attraction or affection or money or kids or laundry i don't know it can include a lot of different things yeah yeah absolutely i also think the um i don't know if what you're thinking about like in terms of like what what how you arrive at the terms but i think um it's important that it like there there can be one kind of like sit down discussion like let's like actually talk about the terms and enumerate them together and come up you know like that's possible but i also think there are so many things you learn about and discuss along the way that are important to include in the, like those count as some of the terms, you know, yeah. even if you just said, if someone, you know, they're, they're so casual, it's almost like what counts as consent. Well, there's so many things that play into it. Like if, if you casually mention several times, like, 
oh, like I'm, I'm not dating anyone. Are you? No. Oh, okay. Like if you all of a sudden started dating someone and, and said, well, technically we never said we weren't going to date someone new. It's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. But the uh, uh, informal terms we kind of laid down where neither of us were dating other people. Like, you know, there, there's some of those things you learn along the way that become part of the terms that, uh, and I'm uh, like this, maybe this is because of like personal stuff or whatever that I've had of like, you, those all get built in and fed into what should be considered the terms of agreement. And, yeah. and just because you didn't have a, a meeting where you explicitly laid it out, doesn't mean you haven't made some very like, you know, strong agreements through just everyday occurrences. Yeah. Yeah. And that idea of like, okay, now it's time for us to sit down and hash this out. When do you do that? Right. Yeah. Like what's the, what's the catalyst for that? Is it, is it, you DTR and now we're boyfriends and now we got to lock down the rules <laughs> or I mean, hopefully you've, you've hashed some stuff out before that. Right. And, but, um, this is where I just think it happens far more organically. All of a sudden. Yeah. Organically and happens over time. And there are pieces that you start negotiating, like, you know, you is there early on, you know, negotiate like what you can leave behind at someone's place. Like what are the rules? And then those that changes. So it's always growing and changing. So there's never, like you probably have bigger moments in life and life in a relationship where you define more things, but there's so much, I, I guess I'm really pushing for like thinking of all the little cues and signs you give along the way in a relationship that, yeah. that establish and work through what the, what the rules are. Yeah. Yeah. I have some gay kind of data. Let's do some data. Well, it's so, okay. I thought about, I started looking up data on if, like gay men actually cheat more or if bi people cheat more, like there are some of those stereotypes, mm-hmm. um, especially those for greedy bi people, for greedy bi people, mm-hmm. gay men. That's, are not, just, that's not what I think, by the way, bi people. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I see you just because you hate bi doesn't mean you're not human. Um, right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It, there was, I couldn't find, unless I really decided to take the time to like read every single study. It just seems like so difficult to come up with comparisons that are fair, find Mm. studies that are like, I read someone reviewing other studies and like they didn't ask people about whether it was a a consensual or non-consensual non-monogamy. So like, is Mm. this cheating or is this within the, like you're hooking up with someone and that's within the bounds of your rules or they, when they compared gay people to straight people, they looked at uh, straight people that were married, but for gay people, they didn't necessarily have to have like a, they just like were a couple. They didn't necessarily have to have any kind of like long-term commitment planned or like, I don't know. It's just anyway, without like doing a giant research uh, kind of day on this, I decided it would be more hurtful than not to even mention any kind of numbers on how often we cheat compared to others. Okay. But what I do want to tell you is from FS magazine, which seems to be like kind of like a gay sex magazine. I don't know. Um, it's British. So, okay. you know, it's classy. Forskin. Queen loves it. Is that, was, uh, is that what, is that what yeah, the FS stands for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, maybe. It's, for, it's Foreskin Magazine. <laughs> um, uh, they asked their, like, a thousand of their uh, readers, what counts as cheating? And so okay. this, like, I thought was more useful. Like, ask any group of a thousand men, you know, what they consider cheating. And that's an interesting thing, like, just to see how, how they rate it. So this is, you know, gay, sexually inclined men, I guess. Uh, Highest one, 79% said anal sex was cheating. 
Okay. With, with, with somebody who's not your person. Nope. Any anal sex is cheating on God, Mike. Okay, great. <laughs> your hole is God's hole. <laughs> um, That's why I say his name so much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. With another person. Uh, 76%. So just below that was blowjob. 74%. A hand job. Um, I liked this 68%. So just over two thirds said cheating was breaking the rules of an open relationship, which like to me, I think that's the best you're going to get in terms of a more broad definition of cheating, sure. like breaking the rules. Um, but those, of course, the mics, the, the p- pedanticists are less interesting than 66% of people who said cheating was kissing <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. or tangible kind of metric there that they gave us there. Mm-hmm. Um, 62% said emotional intimacy with another person, which I yeah. think that's emotional intimacy. That's an interesting one. Um, uh, 55% said using hookup apps. Yeah. Sure. Would you consider if you caught your someone on a, a hookup app? Would you consider that cheating? Well, not the question you asked, but like I definitely looked at apps when married to Trevor and hid that from him. So going back to the like, do you hide it? Yeah, I did. So was it cheating? I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I agree there. But this is where like, you know, cheating is under a subcategory of bigger things called lying. So there's some lying there about sexual issues. So like, yeah, is it sex? I guess it is. I don't know. There's, there's like, there's like a, a rationalization that goes on that I'm not proud of. And I'm not trying to say that it is cheating. I'm, but I think that the word cheating is so scary to us that the fight to label it as not cheating is like, then if you can label it as not cheating, then it's like, oh, whew, that's such a big relief. Not trying to make you feel any bad bad or better about it at all. It's just, I think, just the name cheating is so... Loaded, sure, yeah. When it's done right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I think in that instance, I rationalized it as sure i'm looking for attention but that's all the further that it's going to go like i'm not actually going to meet up with any of these people or let it let it interfere yeah and then i kind of agree then too with some of these people that were saying that it's about it it's emotional that that it's it's not Mm. merely the physical that needs to be considered because like there were clearly things that were wrong with my relationship that like I, I was, I was, I was on there as both distraction from my problems and our problems, but also like seeking validation and attention from somewhere I thought that maybe I could get it. And that's, that's kind of like, that's bad. That's some foundational, you know, there's issues in, in the relationship territory. Wow, I have so many feelings about so many things you said. I don't think seeking attention and validation from people is inherently bad. And I think for apps, back to apps, like being on an app, I to me is something that's like, if we haven't explicitly talked about it, is it like, what are you using it as? Are you using it similar to porn where it's fun to like, 
talk and and like jerk off or look at people and you don't do anything like i i have in the past found out that boyfriends of mine were on uh, like on apps and at first i was angry but then i was like it's not i'm not if if we agree that we're like we're on apps and that's fine, like I'm totally cool with that. And in fact, maybe it'd be fun for us to sit down together on them and like look through them. Or if you want to do it on your own, fine. Like and you're not like cheating or violating any rules, that's fine. I like that to me is an open discussion and not one I'm completely like, oh, it's automatically you're cheating on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it also, I think it's one like. It is one that affects you more than I compared to the porn. It affects you more than porn because other people are seeing like if someone says like, uh, I saw your boyfriend on scrub the other night. What's going on? Like it's something that could like get back to you or affect you. And so. Well, and whoever you're talking to is a person that has. Unfortunately. (laughs) 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 But I don't think being on there. If you if you both agree to it, even if you want to do it on your own, going there for sometimes you want some emotional or physical validation through people's words or getting checked out. Like I don't think there's, I don't think that's inherently bad. Yeah, I mean neither. Maybe that's why I'm divorced. I like. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a good like get out of jail free in any of these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about Trevor. So in my in my marriage uh, to Trevor, Trevor and I separated. When we got back together again, we were going to be open. And I said, you know, fuck whoever you want to, just don't fall in love. And I, I, I still I, I still stand by that as as what I thought at the time and 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 what I what I what I wanted. And I was genuinely fine with the the sex parts. Like we we both hooked up with other people, and it's not really the the falling in love part. I mean, that's what I said, but it's not, it's mm-hmm. not, that's not really, that wasn't really the problem. The, the problem was the feeling of attachment, intimacy, quality time, the feeling of sharing a life together. All of that is, is really a, a function of space and time, right? It's, it's him being around and then the quality of our interactions when he's around and losing that to somebody else because the, his, feelings are going there instead of to me so he can't he can't help who he has feelings for but once those feelings start to detract from what's going on in our relationship that's when it's a problem yeah and so that that really is about physical behavior at, at some level and a lot of it's really subtle too it's like eye contact and the way that people touch each other and uh, those things change when the the feelings are changing mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i feel like i rambled okay yeah, sure. <laughs> um okay. what i think it's interesting is is the way you're describing it almost feels like the like the love someone has to give is is like a zero sum game and if if he moves it to someone else that is being taken away from you. Like, I, I wonder if, was it about falling in love with someone else? Was it about you not feeling loved? And could, could he, if he had continued or if someone can continue to make you feel like you're important and valuable and worthwhile and loved, then would being in love with someone else still be a problem for you? I don't, I don't think so. 
I, I think that that's something that I've arrived at that took a while that maybe I wasn't in a place to to know that about myself or articulate it to to Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would be okay with that. And it was it was this really hard to quantify thing. I did feel like it was taking away from. But I think it actually was. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think both you probably felt like it because it was. But also then is it like uh, so then what I'm thinking is like if he had been instead of another person, if he had all of a sudden redirected all that time into studying or if he had redirected yeah. all that time into something else that was still taking away from you. Would they still be two equal sized issues? Would they be different? Like, would they be similar? Or, I don't know how different. It's a lot harder be. to be jealous of a textbook, Kyle. <laughs> I have tried. I mean, okay. I I'm going to talk about me. Yeah, <laughs> do that's it. The only uh, thing I, but like, I I actually think this might, in far lower stakes, uh, be comparable to what you're talking about. So I was thinking of like cheating. My experience with being cheated on and cheating on people and. One of them that I, I just came to me is early 20s when I was in Seattle. I was going on a few dates with someone. I liked him. And we sat down to watch um, in a movie theater because people did that in those days. They're crazy times. Um, and <laughs> we like sat down to a movie and we were talking. And he somehow it somehow it came up that he made out with one of his female coworkers. And uh-huh. I was really angry. And he was like, what's the deal? And looking back on that, I felt feel weird because I was angry and then stayed through the whole movie. And then at mm. the end, just got up and left. And that's a very weird move. Not about like whether I'm allowed to be angry or not, but like to be angry and but be like, but you can't leave the movie theater. It's yeah. I don't know. That was like a very weird move on my because part. Because you'd be disrupting other people or because you'd, I don't you'd, you'd, like, the conspicuousness of like, oh, she looks pissed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't or like I was kind of debating it in my head of if I cared. Like, I don't know. But what remind me of that is you saying like, oh, like maybe falling in love with someone actually is not the line. I just didn't know enough to know at the time what the boundary was and how to say that. And obviously mine is on a very small, much smaller degree at the time. I didn't know how I would feel about, or clearly I was angry without being sure why that my boyfriend would make out with someone of the opposite gender. Now I would not care at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partly like the, I'm, I'm unsure about this or I'm insecure about it. And so I'm going to set a more specific tighter rule because or I know it makes me mad and I don't know why yet. And it yeah. might be because it actually is wrong. It might be just cause I don't like it. Or there might be something about me that makes that like something that I react like it's not inherently good or bad. It's just, I have feelings coming up about it for some reason. So I'm going to set that boundary. That makes me think like a lot of boundaries come out of that, that place rather than the experience and knowledge of like, this is where it should be for me and what feels right. Did that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Good. <laughs> yeah. good. Um, well, one of the things that I put on here that I wanted to talk about is your opinions on the phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater. Ooh, I disagree. You disagree. Yeah. You, you think that there are redeemable cheaters. <laughs> well, I would disagree to like, this is like the difference between a homophobic comment and a homophobe. If you say one homophobic thing that doesn't make you a homophobe if you keep doing it repeatedly 
and have rejected all ability to grow or change, then you're a homophobe. Like to me, it's a, it's the same thing. Like doing it once and then be, being labeled a cheater, like that's like far too oversimplified and not even simplified because I think that's like a very like a mislabeling of yeah so it's interesting I know studies are your thing and I'm sorry but there's a psychology today article that I found from uh 2020 Dr. Alexandra H. Solomon and she says quote we have heard the adage once a cheater always a cheater but how true is it and researchers have found evidence that people who report cheating in a previous relationship are more likely to cheat in a subsequent relationship. So dating someone with a history of cheating is certainly a cause for concern. However, she, she continues, however, I firmly believe that none of us can be defined by our worst behaviors. What marks the difference between someone who continues cheating and someone who uses their painful behavior as a catalyst for growth and healing Willingness to practice relational self-awareness, which is the ongoing practice of understanding who you are in the context of your intimate partnerships. I, so so it, it's interesting because from like a lot of things, that phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater, it, always a strong, but uh, like there is some grounding in truth there, that there is, there is a measurable human behavior of... Again, people who report cheating in a previous relationship are more likely to cheat in a subsequent relationship. And it, there, could be, there could be lots of different reasons why. Some of the ones that are out there are like, you might just have a personality disorder. You might, <laughs> you might, you might be a malignant narcissist. You, you, you might you know, have, have those kinds of issues. You might have attachment disorder issues. Um, that there really are, there there really are like you never, you don't want to judge somebody too harshly for just like whatever their constitution is. Um, but yeah. like, there are some people that will just naturally struggle with these things more. I don't know; it's complicated. Everything's complicated, Kyle. <laughs> well, that's why I think like, but there can also be good things like you are love have sex having sex and you're great at it. Like, I think the idea that monogamy is the only type of relationship. Like the fact that that's going away is very useful to yeah. lots of people and could help some of these statistics. Cause like if you're tr being forced into a monogamous box that you're just, we're not meant for, or if you're gay being forced into a straight relationship that you were not meant for, like it's really not fun. <laughs> so, so I've heard. Yeah. It's, it's being more open about what kind of lifestyles, orientations, like, all that like relationship statuses, like what, what all is available to people can, can only help people find like the right one and not resort. I think sometimes cheating is a resort based on some circumstances and working for you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel speaking of being gay forced into a straight relationship, not that I was like super forced into this, but I, um, I once, I call it cheated. The one time that I cheated on someone is when I uh, was dating a girl my sophomore year of college. She went to a different school. She was real, though. <laughs> that, that sounds very <laughs> fake for a closeted kid in sophomore year of college. She's um, Canadian and she's a model. <laughs> she's so hot. She loves <laughs> blowing my penis. Um, uh, no, we, we're dating. And all the while I was hooking up with my roommate, my male roommate at the time. Yeah. And I kind of write that off as 
Well, who is was, also real. <laughs> who is also real. My roommate that I was. Wow. <laughs> um, I kind of wrote that off and like didn't let myself describe it as cheating for a long time until it's like, wait, okay. It doesn't matter the reasons why. It was very clear like the relationship we had was supposed to be monogamous. Yeah. And I should not be hooking up with other people, much less hooking up with boys that I lived with. So like, I don't know. Would you call that cheating? Boy, that's, that's rough. I, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I struggle. I struggle very similarly with like, I, 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 I like to joke, but it's, it's also not really a joke. Cause it's the truth that like with my ex-wife that, uh, uh, she cheated on me with a dude from work. So I cheated on her with a dude from work. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but uh, that, that whole saga of like actually, you know, um, having a physical relationship with a guy at well before I'd come out to her or left her. Um, was that cheating? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> and I just, I, I feel like, I mean, I'm projecting, but I, I feel like your situation is just sort of the, the proto version of the same thing that I went through. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to find the boundary be- b- between obviously gay people are forced into straight relationships. We are, there's so much done to us societally that explains why we might date or marry a woman and still have the gay urges that we have and and then like have that come out in a shitty way of by cheating but also like to what degree do you get to write off your own mistakes or cheating because of what what society did to you like you know and that's something i don't know how to yeah like i i've uh, i i i get if you're gay stuck in a straight relationship and you want gay sex because you're gay dude like that you might cheat but also you still do have this family and like moving away or leaving your family that you like uh, that's shitty like that's a no matter how many like no matter what you explain to me about how society forced you into that life still sucks if you leave your kids you know like yeah yeah Thank fucking Jesus we didn't have kids, Kyle. God, can you imagine? I can, I, I can, and it would be horrible. It would be horrible. It would be so bad. Um, I also have had two past relationships where um, there were varying levels of cheating. One that was like outright, like hooked up with another dude, yeah. um, and then another, and was outside of the bounds of like what we discussed. Another where a guy like didn't actually hook up with anyone and I believe him, but um, I'd found messages he had sent to like sexual messages he had sent to other guys. And that was enough for me that that was, was different than just being on an app or it was like, you know, looking through text messages of things he had sent. Like, mm. Yeah. So I, I broke up with two big relationships I've had because of, because he cheated on me. Yep. Yep. Um, did you see that coming? Like, do you have enough distance to, um, I didn't see him coming. That's why 
then. Oh, well. Um do you seek out broken people because you're broken, Kyle? Oh, <laughs> Is that man. why we're friends? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> um I oh, man. I don't know. I'm gonna pretend you didn't ask that, because otherwise I'll get lost in 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 the old fart box. Um sure. uh, <laughs> I think that for one of the relationships it already was kind of not going great and that just kind of solidified um uh kind of what where where it was already going it just kind of put it on a fast path <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then uh, for another one i at the time uh my boyfriend cheated on me and then I decided to stay with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I cared a lot about him and thought that he was the one I was supposed to be with. So I thought that, um, I don't know. We could try to figure out how to work through it and, um, it was going to be hard and, but I was going to be willing, like I was willing to do it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, and we like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel really stupid that like I agreed to stay with him and you know, we had these like, here's the agreement. Here's what's going to happen. Here's like how the relationship is like, what is in play and is not in play. And, um, I even, I remember like during pride one year, I was like, you know what? Like this was even after he cheated on me. I was like, I'm open to like, whatever you like, what kind of, rules or terms we think are most helpful like over pride if we just want to decide like we're completely open like i'd be i'd be fine with that i don't want that long term but like let's figure out what works so Mm -hmm. i thought i was being very uh very reasonable um but made it very clear like if this happens again that's the end of the relationship yeah Um, and it did and so then part of me feels silly for giving him another chance um when I don't know. I mean, I get that and feel your feelings, and that that's 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 dumb. Don't feel like that. <laughs> feel your feelings, except the dumb ones, right? <laughs> I mean, that's saying that that's this relationship is important enough to you that you don't want that to be the end of it, and you're going to you, like it's you. You shouldn't feel silly about that at all. I guess it says nothing but good things about you, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I I also have this complex of like, as someone who's not had self-esteem and, and, um, self-confidence and is trying to work on that, then trying to find out, like, understand where those lines are and how to draw them. And uh, like that becomes very difficult. And this was a very extreme case where it was like, I have enough time to think about and like, okay, yes, I am willing to continue with this relationship if he doesn't do it again. Like, you know, as able to think through it but uh, there are things every single day that i'm like should i have done something should i have stood up for myself there or did, was i too lenient or what you know like those kind of decisions come up all the time so to have like to decide that someone cheating on me was not uh enough to end a relationship and then let myself get back in and then get cheated on again kind of like It 
I, th- I think I could interpret that as like, well, you're not standing up for yourself. Sure. You're just letting people treat you however they want to. Especially because that's my, well, yeah. I guess you not. took a chance and it, it didn't work out. I, I don't. I also think I. Uh, Reynolds is chewing on his bone. He's. He's cheating on you. He's. I was going to say that, but then that sounded very gross, and I didn't. <laughs> um. I also realized that, like. I don't know. I need to get past the like initial. Like I'm in love with you and everything's perfect kind of phase before deciding who is the right person long-term. Sure. Yeah. Love makes you stupid for like six months to a year. (laughs) Well, it just also seems like everything's perfect and will always be that way. Yeah. And I am also someone who it's, it's, I am someone who always like puts a cap on their feelings or try or like holds back. So I finally like, really just like went all in with someone mm-hmm. and was willing to, and that didn't work. So like some of these things that I was trying for myself to like grow and expand beyond like for personal growth and to, to try to help make, you know, my relationship better kind of felt like they backfired on me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it feels that way. I'm sure it does. I know it does. The, 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 and the, the part of your brain that is like, on the lookout and is trying to help you and, and then stop you from experiencing painful things could totally latch onto that and say that backfired. Never do that again. Yeah. I, I, I disagree. Yeah. It's also weird thinking like, I don't know specifically who, but it's like weird. Like in Seattle, like just any guy I meet or run into, like could have been the one he cheated with me on. Yeah, that's true. Would it make you feel better to know? Yes. Why did you find out? I asked and he said he didn't want to tell me. Oh, okay. Should I ask him now? Is that a weird thing to text your ex? Yes. You say Uh, sad things about yourself now. Okay, great. Sure. (laughs) I have on my list, is it better to tell or not? (gasps) I have also cheated. I don't want to go into it too deeply i don't just mean on my ex-wife which i put on a different level and uh i forget where i got the idea but it's it was i think from a movie or something just this idea that like if you don't get caught don't fucking say anything because that's actually selfish Hmm. that's not about your partner that's about you and why would you why would you do that to them because it's just going to be painful and horrible like do some introspection, figure out why you cheated, make some changes, you know, work on yourself. But unless it's absolutely necessary, don't tell your person. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and I didn't, and I haven't, and that's an even weirder thing to text him probably. Hey, by the way, <laughs> wait, so he doesn't know. I don't think so. Wow. At least not the thing that I'm thinking about. Are there multiple things you could be referring to? So there are things that are like maybe in that gray area of 
I kept them secret. So there's that by that definition, definitely cheating, but also like letter of the law. Is it? I don't know. We definitely didn't talk about it, but it wasn't putting my dick in somebody. But so like that for some people is a different level, right? It, it's just in this gray area. So that's what you're talking about. Like when you say you've cheated, you've done things that you felt like were in a gray area yeah. or, yeah. Oh. I don't know how much to ask you about this or how much detail you want to. Oh, I mean, I don't know. What'd you do? What did I do? <laughs> I shouldn't have asked it so sexy. Um, oh man. It's interesting. Let's talk about this for a second. What are the consequences of this getting back to him? Let's say there's somebody, maybe he listens. I don't fucking know. Or somebody in his life close enough that listens that would like then connect the dots and go tell him so what right like i i guess i would feel bad that i hurt him because i still care about him but like and would you feel bad that it's not it's something that he found out through someone other than you yeah yeah exactly but uh i oh man kyle oh god okay here we go good job (laughs) (laughs) uh i for sure uh um blacked out wasted in las vegas on a trip when i was by myself and and woke up in a dude's bed and um i don't actually know what we did but i had all my clothes on so i'm pretty sure we didn't bang but maybe did but also i think i got roofied because i can drink but i didn't have that much to drink and don't remember a lot of that evening and um I just I don't know I carried a lot of guilt and shame about that whole thing for a really long time um, and definitely did not mention it it was also pretty early on in our relationship that was a roller coaster ride okay wait do you uh, how, do you remember how many drinks you had I it couldn't have been more than like five which I just saw you pound five drinks before we started <laughs> and you look fine. No, that's yeah. a lie. But we, <laughs> um, if we're, and where you do like, where you, did you like smoke weed or anything else? I'm just no. trying to understand like how, what degree of, of sh- assuredness that you like, or how much you think you were roofied. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so reluctant to say it. I think like, I feel like I did something shameful yeah. that part. Okay. So I was hanging out with a dude. Okay. I was hitting on a dude at a gay bar, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. I, I think my shame is justifiable because we're talking about cheating and that's what this is about. I don't know why I feel so much shame about like, I for sure got roofied. Hmm. I don't know why I'm tiptoeing around that. There's absolutely no way. I know my body. I know the way that I react to alcohol. I, something else was going on for me that that night and all signs point to roofies wow and maybe some of the some of the shame around that is not necessarily that like he did that to me as much as it is like i put myself in a position for that to happen like maybe part of me thinks i deserved to be roofied because Mm -hmm. there i was hitting on a cute boy at a gay bar wow and like i said i'm also pretty sure we didn't do anything but we did (laughs) (laughs) wait what i i just mean like the whole thing is bad enough whether we actually fucked or not i think i don't like i mean uh, whether going to bar flirting with someone like 
I think those are negotiable. And like, I, I don't think that's inherently cheating on someone. What counts as flirting? Like, I, I just think some of those lines are so hard to draw. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't inherently think, I think there's a big difference between going out to a bar, talking and flirting with someone, even like feeling real turned on by them versus going home and being in their bed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to like, to, to not justify, but like, I think in some way emotionally justify like that you were doing something wrong. So to serve something wrong to happen to you is, I mean, do you objectively know that that's incorrect and like how victims tend to think? Oh yeah, okay. sure. But absolutely internalizing it is probably a different story. Yeah. Well, and, and, Cause I definitely told him that I got roofied, but I left out the, because I was hitting on a boy at a gay bar and woke get, up in his bed. Right. Oh. Like anyway, even I, your phrasing of that, like you didn't get roofied because you were hitting on someone like that's not, well, you don't roofie the uggo. You don't want to fuck Kyle. <laughs> the, no, okay no 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 you didn't get roofied because you were flirting with someone someone is an asshole and well, a shitty yeah. person and took yeah. advantage of you yeah that's true and you're very beautifully and roofiable thank, thank you i thank you i appreciate <laughs> I that <laughs> um i also think that okay the mic got roofied notwithstanding don't i i think that for me to like fully come out and say I was cheating at some stage was not going to do any good Hmm. at all. All I was going to do is make him feel shitty. And I feel like I learned my lesson. And so why do it? What good, what good was that going to do? But you think the takeaway from that is you, you were cheating like Meaning being out at a bar and talking. Well, okay. So let's say I didn't get roofied and that boy just like grabbed me and started making out with me. And I was, you know, a a little drunk, but not like roofied. What would I have done? I probably would have made out with him. I probably would have like gotten handsy. I probably would have gone home and blown him. I like, I, that's the direction that I was headed that night. That's, you know, things that's, it's, it's all hypothetical. And I get that. Things that you think could have, would have, might have happened don't justify anything. Like, that That doesn't, that seems like a, yeah, hmm. that's not, you didn't, but you didn't do any of those things. I don't know. I think it sucks that you were made to feel like you, that it almost seems like getting roofied in that story is like a fifth level detail, a 10th level detail that you're like, but anyway, all of that stuff would have happened anyway, where where that's like not at all the case. Like that's, Mm -hmm. you don't know where, what you would have done, where the night was going to go and the things you were doing weren't explicitly cheating. So just to like lump that all into, well, I was cheating. So I'm going to write the whole thing off. Um, Yeah, that's true. That's suck. That's, like if you really didn't have those parts of your relationship def- defined, I would hope you'd be able to, or someone I'm dating, 
in a similar spot would be able to come to me and say, I was out at a bar and, and yes, I was talking to and flirting with other guys. Also, this thing happened. And for me to be far more concerned about like them being taken advantage of and roofied than if someone got hung up on just like, Oh, you were talking to other guys be like, Oh buddy, you're missing. You're that is, that is so not the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That sucks that you've, had to put those two events in the same category and then write them like both off, you know? Yeah. When you say you've learned your lesson, what did that, what does that mean for you? Like, what have you done? Have you done things differently because of that? Oh, well, I mean, I definitely, I definitely stopped texting guys online chat rooms and that kind of thing. I didn't think apps were a thing at that stage, but like I, I, I stopped that. I, I didn't hit gay bars when I was traveling alone anymore. I really, I, I redoubled my efforts to be m- monogamous and uh, succeeded at that. And it's that success actually that m- made it abundantly clear when he was cheating on me and I got gonorrhea. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Whether that should have been the takeaway or not, I blamed myself for what happened to me and that scared me. And I then, you know, I got scared gay. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, did we do it? No. no I'm you have more to say? I don't think, so. I don't think I want to say anymore, but I also don't know that we didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, that is a good discussion for now. All right. Well, I'm going to go, going to go be on minority report later. <laughs> no, you're gonna cheat on me yeah <laughs> if you don't want to cheat on us go take a listen to another podcast while we take a break yeah let's take a break let's take a break this is the part where mike and kyle take a break you ready for this okay i'm ready you got it yeah so are we back we're back <laughs> we're back <laughs> uh we're gonna do our gays and straightest we're gonna do our gays and straightest but first we're not doing our context stuff so that you fuckers can focus <sighs> Pay attention. Right now, go to podcastawards.com and click the blue button and vote for gayish. You can vote for some other fuckers too if you want to, but you got to vote for us. And if you don't, I will know and I will come to your house and rail you. Nope. I shouldn't have said that. That's the reward. (laughs) Uh, Also, this Sunday, just a couple of days from now that you are hearing this, the Pride 48 live stream is happening. That is going to be Sunday, July the 25th. Our time slot is 3 p.m. Pacific. Go to pride48.com and click on listen to the stream. There's also a Discord server where there will be a chat, uh, both on the Gayish Discord server and on the Pride 48 discord servers so join in on the fun there are lots and lots of cool queer podcasts that are happening and i think we're doing our most sexually explicit topic ever i think we are too i like yeah. i would be hard be very hard pressed to find yeah. one that's more yeah so check it out uh also saturday night late i don't know when exactly but uh i'm going to be reading erotic fiction with donna sugars oh uh, wow you uh, buried the show. lead you yeah. buried the lead vocals <laughs> Uh, last but not least, our quarterly Zoom call for Patreon is this coming up Wednesday, August the 4th, 2021 at 6 p.m. Pacific. Look in the Patreon app for the Zoom link. Join us at every level of Patreon. If Even if you're only giving us a couple of pesos, you'll still get to come and hang out with us for an evening. It's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy those calls. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just 
the Patreon app. It's any Patreon site or our posts on the any Patreon site. Yeah, just you have to get you have to get the login information through Patreon. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Cool. Uh, Gay Centratus. Yeah. Great. Why don't you the, go? the gayest thing about me this week is Todd recalls rain and fellas. I made you <laughs> listen to it a couple of times over the weekend. Uh, I just, I, uh, it is, it is gay. <laughs> <laughs> I am gay. <laughs> the gay courses through me. <laughs> it is very gay. It's, uh, it, it, you know, the fact that it's taken on raining men, like it's just kind of everything, every gay thing you can think of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week was uh, the drive home from the cabin from the retreat this weekend uh, and doing the two finger Jeep salute to all the Jeeps on the way home. You did it to so many. <laughs> yeah, right. I fingered so many Jeeps. You fingered so many on the way home. Real quick, too. Yep. One after another. How about you, Kyle? <laughs> I fingered no one. Um, uh, my. Uh, gayest and straightest are both related to the food that you and I uh, went on a retreat this past weekend with our friends. That sounds way more formal, but uh, hang out with our friends. Um, and I uh, brought alcohol and I brought uh, some of the snacks for people. And my snacks that I bought are the straightest and the drinks that I brought are the gayest. The snacks yeah. were like chips and popcorn and like so many carbs and uh, like yeah it was just like the the all the fattiest oreos and just like shit that gays wouldn't touch with a 10 foot mouth and Mm -hmm. uh the drinks i got were like rosé and mimosas and truly Truly. (laughs) like the the berry flavored truly so yeah my my cart was a mishmash speaking of a mishmash of truly awesome people i want to thank the following super cat bridgers are you gonna say their names twice because you didn't say them last week i instead of copy pasting i typed them onto my page so it was far oh. more laborious this time so i hope that counts uh thank you to forrest nail patrick martin anonymous clinton withers explosive lasagna christopher farrell jamie pew tipsy mcstumbles thomas b dusty sands chris Catchatorian, jerome york and cnn hobby we appreciate you more than everyone don't cheat on us thank you and a special thank you to everyone i've cheated on <laughs> to all the boys i uh, fucked before you knew about it <laughs> well that is it this has been gayish from the chris catchatorian studios this has been gayish i said that part already i'm mike johnson <laughs> <laughs> until next week be bush be fabulous be you stay with us stay with us <laughs> So we 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 separated, and then when we got back together again, uh, part of the negotiation was that we were going to be open. And I I said, uh, you know, bang whoever you want to, just don't fall in love. Yeah. And I'm get, can I really have to poop? And it's sure. <laughs> and it's not. I I was waiting for a break, and sure. when Go. we started to get personal, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to mute this because that's important to me. Sure. <laughs> Oh, well, no, now I can hear, but I can't see. I don't know how to mute my mic. Here, I'll just stop it.